Hello, and welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is a storytelling game radio show featuring guests from the New York City Hive and beyond with theme music by Jasula. I'm Erin. And I'm Brianna. And today we're going to continue our lovely little collection here of solo games that we're doing at the very end of December, because uh, I don't know about you, but I need a break still from people <laughs> sometimes. I'm just kidding. I love our guests. <laughs> oh, yeah, guests. I thought you meant people in general. Yeah, we love our guests. But, you know, sometimes she doesn't even want to be with me. And that's fine because last week I abandoned her. That's true. We try to uh, keep it a, a healthy balance here of of people of us telling each other stories and stuff like that. So, yeah, b- basically, I just said like we try to keep it a healthy balance of each of us having a chance to tell stories on our own time. And my goodness, it feels like it has been so long since I have done a solo game for a very wonderful reason because I'm so happy to have found Brianna as a co-host this year. Um, but it's also nice to get to get in touch back again with the little tradition of a bit of a solo game for me too. So, uh, new phone who this, Oh, how did you get on? How did you get into this? Surprise. I'm always here. (laughs) Wow. No, I've I've only like heard your solo games, you know, in listening as a listener. Mm -hmm. And now I can also listen as a listener who is sometimes on the show. This made more sense in my head. You you're on it. You're on it. You can lurk. You You can lurk. I I can lurk professionally now instead of lurking like a creep, you know, or a friend's. Like a creep. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're, I'm I'm going to be playing a game by myself. It's and it's going to be. I've decided to play a game that has very much of a uh, a seasonal theme, and not seasonal as in like it's holiday themed. Because if you know you're listening to this on December 26th, I mean, I guess Merry Christmas to you or uh, Happy, Happy Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Yeah, thank has you. That started. <laughs> It starts on, it starts today. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Happy Kwanzaa to you. I mean, let's, let, I mean, let's celebrate that. I mean, cause I'm just sitting over here in my little Jewish chair being like my holiday passed a long time ago. So, (laughs) and no one remembers mine, but it's fine. (laughs) We do here, my friend, we will do it here. Thank you. But regardless, it's not just December themed. It is the idea where you go through an entire year in the life of a witch who is trying to find the village that she is going to call her home. So friends, you're not just listening for us for an hour. You're here for 365 days. Buckle on in. (laughs) Yeah. So from here on forward, actually, this show like is a LARP (laughs) uh, show where uh, when I sleep, I am still pretending to be a witch. I will see you next December, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and Brianna's run here has, uh, she has decided to take her leave as I have completely (laughs) gone off the deep end here. Um, (laughs) Goodbye forever. Goodbye forever. Um, But I mean, in all all seriousness, um, it's it's a, I thought it would be kind of a cute thing to kind of do a game about like having a year of adventure and exploring um, as we are wrapping up yet another year of, uh adventure yeah fun new games new friends new co-hosts it's true it has been a big year for gameplay i already said new games uh say it again no (laughs) but yeah just so much new stuff 
the second year of Aaron doing this, not like uh second and a half, three. And I half. mean, it's gonna be three years at the beginning of oh May. Oh my god, so. Aaron, this show could go to preschool. <laughs> That's terrifying. This this, <laughs> this show could uh have a conversation. Mm. This would know how to say words. Conversation? But mm, I, I don't know. Honestly, I'm like an eight-year-old. I'm like, are they four? I don't know. I don't know. So it's, been maybe. A, it's been a while since I've studied child development because uh <laughs> you know, that thing we all studied. I mean, when when you take um a, a second major in psychology that you get zero credit oh, yeah. for on your diploma, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was a business major for all no. the people who saw Squid Games, yes. I am exactly like Sang Wu. No, I'm not. I'm a good person. Anyway. <laughs> Do you Aaron, any- you haven't finished Squid Game, have you? God, no. Look at no, that. I, I managed to say something without spoiling her. <laughs> yeah, please, please, no one spoil me. Maybe um, I will be finishing it as you listen to this. No, that's not right. Maybe, soon, um, maybe I'll finish it before the done. end of the year. Who knows? <laughs> it's not like I'm, you know, I'm not doing like holiday stuff right now. Ha ha. Joke's on you. I have free time right now. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to play and get into a cute little game. Uh, and I guess see how this uh, goes here. Brianna, are you ready to, I don't know, leave, kick back, <laughs> relax? <laughs> I'm always ready to kick. Mm-mm. I was going to say I'm always ready to relax. But like if Aaron knows me and I'm sure listeners, you picked this up. I don't fucking relax. So I will kick back and just stress like I always do. Uh, well, I hope that you enjoy that. I won't, but thank you. Thank mm. you for the, the kind kindness. Always here to support you. Um, except, <laughs> you know, maybe not in stressing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm just futzing around at this point. I think I should play some game. Is it is it time, Aaron, for me to leave you for insert time amount here? Yeah, I think you should. But wait, don't go yet. Because we have to do some on-air reads. Runs faster. Uh, I can do it's all right. It's okay. I I'll can do, do them. Yeah. I've done them myself before. <laughs> it's okay. I'll help you, Aaron. This one last time in this one last show in this last year. Fuck, I don't know. The last show. Up. There we go. That was the word. I'm t- you know what? Merry Christmas, y'all. I'm tired. <laughs> Happy, Happy New Year's, y'all. I'm tired. Happy Kwanzaa. Brianna's tired. There we go. Belated Happy Hanukkah. I'm tired. Uh, let's do these. <laughs> and then we'll get into it. If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone or Android, available for the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us to stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or a one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. If you're an Amazon shopper and would like to donate in a way that costs nothing to you, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Amazon and register RFB as your Amazon Smile charity. Every time you shop, a portion of your purchase benefits Radio Free Brooklyn. Fantastic.
Good luck being a witch, y'all. Thank you. <laughs> See you on the other side. Bye. Bye. All right, listeners. Are you ready for a magical journey to end 2021? Because here we go. Today, I'm going to be playing a solo journaling game called Village Witch. Ooh, ha 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 ha. Uh, Village Witch is a game that was created by Kestrel Ray. So thank you so much, Kestrel, for creating this for us. The premise of the game is that I, or the Village Witch that I am going to be telling a story about today, has completed their training and are ready to become a village witch. Uh, they've been sent by the order of witches, I assume, to find a village to work in and have a year to find the place that they want to make their life. We have a list of villages that requested a witch and may now set out to find our new home. Many villages keep a spot set aside for a witch or healer, which will become our home as long as we stay. Uh, and to play, we just need a deck of cards and a six-sided die. And, of course, a way to record the story. And, uh, hey, you know, that's what we're doing right now. Just you and me, listeners. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty basic game to play. Pretty simple, pretty easy. I think we're going to have a grand old time. So... Uh, before we get into trying to find our cute little village witch a home, I, you know, I just want to take a pause here and have a moment to kind of talk about how it's how important it feels to, or and how much I have been exploring and thinking about the idea of what it means to have a home and find a home, um, and what it means to uh, choose a place to stay. Um, I know a lot of people in New York have moments where they come for a little while and then they leave. Some people have been here forever. Some people have moved here and will never leave. But it always seems it always seems like it is a place of transition. Um, and that's also, I think, why I was really drawn to this uh, game because it just feels very New York to me, very of the moment when all of us are thinking about our lives. So, on that lovely note, let's get into actually creating the witch that we're going to be making today, or that we're going to be uh, finding a home today. So, let's see, we need a name, uh, a gender, what sort of abilities they have, if they are solitary witches, or like, or if they're introverts or extroverts, I guess, um, what sort of broom they have, their favorite season. Um, and then some really cool ones, uh, which are what is our witch leaving behind and what does our witch desire most? So let's create. Here we go. Our witch is going to be named. Magdalena Kell. Magda for short, or Maggie. Magdalena is a woman. She, her pronouns. Uh, and she has... What kind of abilities does Magda have? I would say Magda has... I kind of like the idea of magic, like artificer magic. Uh, like the idea that she um, creates magic and breathes life into... Uh, 
technological things. Um, and I think that would be really cool, uh, especially because I'm considering for the setting of this world to be like a futuristic fantasy world. And when I say futuristic, I mean ignoring all of the um, apocalyptic ideas. I mean, yeah. I think Magda prefers to have a nearby coven, actually. I think she's an extrovert. Um, I think that Magda is somebody who uh, she grew up in a smaller city area. Um, and she was actually uh, the first witch in her family. Um, and she was really trying to discover herself. And she um, did all of her studies independently growing up. But I think that she is really looking forward to finding a community and finding people to swap ideas with and to uh, kind of have someone to kind of gag away at when she's up late in between projects. What kind of broom does Magda have? Magda, Magda has this very cool, um, very sleek, I mean, she's an artificer, so she obviously created it herself. Um, and I think that she, like, she created this staff using, like, the tools in her, in her workshop, and, or she made this broom using the tools in her workshop, and I think that the broom is made of this, it's still made to look like a broom, and it's this kind of sleek black color, um, with kind of a standard looking, it almost looks like a character of a broom a little bit, actually, kind of a little bit like a, a play to uh, brooms of uh, an organic make. Um, but this one has a lot of uh, little buttons on the side, like a little seat warmer and um, <laughs> like, an, ex like a, an extendable cup holder too, and a little GPS. And I think that um, her little her broom is very like it's very it's it's constantly being made and improved for uh speed and comfort at the same time it's always a work in progress her broom i'd say magda's favorite season is probably the winter time um, I think she likes the wintertime because she is someone who does most of her work at night. And because the days are shorter during the wintertime, she finds the, the urge, the drive to make, to stay up, to work more when, she, when the sun is out for a few hours a day. So as the sun goes down and it gets darker outside, she starts to have all of these ideas and things that she could be making and creating and imbuing with magic. And that's just why she likes it. And she also finds it cozy. It's kind of a way for people to stay inside and connect with each other in ways that don't involve um, kind of the nebulousness of needing to leave a place to find outside adventure. Whatever that means. Uh, what is Magda leaving behind? She's leaving behind her family. Uh, you know, she studied her magic at home um, and she has 
uh, her two mothers and her uh, two younger siblings who have been very supportive of, of her, if a little bit uh, surprised by her interests in magic. Um, but I think the magic thing was something that they were always very excited by. I think they were surprised by her adjusting it so that it was a technical innovation as well. But I think Magda always loved the comfort of her home and, uh, you know, her workshop and all the things that she has known for most of her life. What does Magda desire most? Um, what Magda desires most is... Um, Magda desires discovery. Um, I think she desires a life where she always finds new things and is always excited about them. I think she wants to uh, live in a place and find herself in a place where she is constantly discovering new things. Um, so I think that's really important for her. Um, so I think that's something that she really desires, especially coming from the home that she's always known, is to, um, you know, like she most desires is um, constant discovery. Um, okay, well, that took a while, but there we go. Now we have set up Magda and now we can begin the gameplay. Uh, <laughs> that's right, folks. We haven't even done the gameplay yet, but here we go. Um, at the beginning of each season, uh, we set our house in order and prepare for the change. Then we draw cards and use prompts to craft our story until we feel it's time for a new season. Um, and as each season draws to an end, we can decide if it's time to move on and choose a different place to stay or settle in or... Uh, we can decide if it's time to move on. Uh, we can decide to stay for another season, or we can decide to settle in and make this home. Um, and if we move on, we'll go from there. But for now, uh, let's see where we end up for our first adventure. Here we go, Magda. Uh, there's a dice roll that you can do here for six different types of land to give you a bit of a setting for the kind of village that uh, we're going to. So I'm gonna roll really quick and see what we get. Got a five. Ooh, the seashore. That's cool. Okay, let's see. Uh, all right, so we are going to a village on the seashore. Uh, okay, and there are a couple of descriptions here to help to ask us to describe the house that we're moving into. Um, let's see. It says, what is the house like? Um, I mean, I would say that this house on the seashore, I think it's one of those ones that's like, it's actually like a ship. <laughs> um, cause I think, uh, the sea, the, like the waters here, when the tides come in, they quickly fill up over and like underneath the village um because this village is like actually going to be right on the sea's ocean's edge like right there so um all of their uh, buildings are built to be uh functional like on land and also in water but in a way that basically rises with the water um is this structurally sound i don't know but this is what i've created and it's 
something. So her house is like basically like a little boat. <laughs> she lives in it. It's, um, you know, I think a, a structure like this would probably be pretty close together. So it's uh, probably um, connected to the village generally. Like, uh, I think it's like there are probably little um, wooden board walkways that uh, connect different areas there as it floats and sinks. And um, this house is has a dock and is part of it, this boat. Uh, do you have a garden? I would say probably not. Maybe a little one on the deck, but probably not. What's something unique about the house? I'd say it's a ship. Um, yeah, <laughs> I would say ship. I mean, I guess if it's something that's unique as opposed to the rest of the village. Um, hell yeah. I mean, I think it used to be a pirate ship, so it has some uh, pretty swanky, very unused cannons in it. So Magda's probably going to get a kick out of that. Uh, and what is her first impression of the village? And who do you meet first? This is all very cool. Okay. Who do we meet first? Uh, what is our initial impression of the place? Uh, so our, I think Mag our initial impression, I think Magna's initial impression of the place is that uh, these people are very... They are people who are um, efficient in everything that they do, but also very... Uh, cheerful and easy about it. They're people that are friendly friendly to you and supportive of you, um, but especially if you uh, prove yourself like of use to keeping this village alive. It's a very unusual kind of situation where it's placed it, like, you know, it floats on the water or sits on the sand and um, that means that it has to be protected and everyone has to do their part to keep it alive. Um, and I think that this is our initial impression. I think the first person that Magda meets is probably um, probably uh, the local healer uh, someone who uh, makes different potions and things or someone who um, uses a lot of local remedies but is excited to uh, hopefully try some of uh, Magda's uh, created potions and things that she is going to be bringing with her. Um, and I think that this healer is... Um, I think they are someone who uh, has this kind of larger-than-life presence but also uh, this gentleness to them uh, that is, you know, a, you know, surprisingly comforting. Okay, so we've moved here. It is, in fact, spring. So this is the new house. We've put away our belongings, making the space our own. Um, oh, there are even more questions. Wow, there are a lot of questions in this. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to pick up after we get to past this point, but let's see. Uh, what items are most important to you? What is a token you always carry with you? And what do you place on your altar? This is a lot. Um, let's see. But, you know, we want to, we have to do our uh, dwelling ritual, which is uh, sweeping up the house, cleansing each room as we infuse the home with our blessings, with Magda's blessings. Uh, so I think... Um, 
the items that are most important to Magna are, of course, her creations and her tool set. Uh, the things that she uses to build and create, I think is the most important thing to her. Um, but I think a token that she always carries with her is um, like a little rock. <laughs> I think it's like a little rock uh, that she kind of, she was taught how to carve into a necklace by uh, one of her mothers um, who kind of, showed her the way that even stone could be carved out into something new. Uh, this, like, perceivably, you know, un like thing that will not give can change over time. And I think that she carries this with her as a reminder. Um, and what does she, what does Magda place on her altar? I think something that she places on her altar was probably the first energy containment source that she ever created like maybe like maybe not the first one she ever created but like an energy source of some kind she places it on her altar as like a a drive of fuel for her innovation her creativity okay now we can just draw cards to see what happens while we're in this village and then continue on whenever we feel that the season is ending so we can draw as many cards as we want here and there are a number of different things that could happen depending on the suit of the cards. See, I remembered it this time. I'm learning. Um, okay, let's see what we get. First card. I got a five of spades. So in a five of spades, that involves something happens around the home. Um, oh, it says write a letter. Easy peasy. All right. So our, the first thing that happens uh, in the spring at our new seashore uh, ocean boat home is that we're going to write a letter. Probably, I think, Magda is going to write a letter to um, her family back home. So let's see. You know, I honestly don't think Magda... Like, even though she's an, <laughs> an extrovert, I think she's someone who's better with words in person than over text, actually. Uh, so I think she's going to write a letter probably because her family, you know, asked her to. Uh, because her family, you know, asked her to. But I think that it's going to be something like, Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. Made it to the new home. It's really wet here. It smells like salt. Uh, the buildings are really interesting. Hope that you're maintaining the uh, roof modifications I added well. Don't forget to clear it off of oil every morning. Otherwise, uh, the otherwise insects will be drawn to it and then you'll have a bug problem. Love you all. Talk soon. Bye. Okay, I think that's it. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think Mac does just a teddy person in person. She's a very, she's a very in the moment person. <laughs> All right, let's see. Here's another card. We have the Ten of Hearts. So a Ten of Hearts, uh, a heart, the suit of hearts means something is happening around the village. On a Ten, it's a holiday or an event. This is fun. All right, let's see. What holiday or event? Uh, what holiday or event in the spring will the seashore village be celebrating? Well, in the spring, the waters are getting warmer again. In theory. 
I think there's probably a... Probably a migration event. Probably... I think what happens is they uh, take all of these little rafts out a little bit away from the village and they uh, ride these out into farther out into open ocean waters and they uh, sit quietly as they look below as these, um, I don't know the migration patterns of whales, but as these uh, whales swim underneath them, these large, beautiful, powerful shadows under the water, peacefully swimming by. Um, and some of them come and uh, check out the visitors um, because they uh, recognize them, actually, because this is an event that has been happening amongst the people of this sea, of this uh, oceanside village for quite some time. And I think that Magda is uh, fascinated by these massive creatures who don't get as close to her because they don't know her as well but she does kind of take note of the uh kind of shape of their uh (laughs) fins and tails and just generally um is fascinated by the way that they move in the water i don't think she's seen the ocean before this actually i think i've just decided that it's very cool gonna do one more card here then we're gonna make some decisions i think number three we have the queen of spades all right so this is another something around the home the queen of spades there is an animal outside magda's door let's see an animal outside magda's door oh what animal would it be Okay, uh, I guess this is the route I'm taking. Uh, it's a seagull. <laughs> you know, the uh, the rats of the ocean, I think. Seagulls. Uh, and they are... It's uh, like just one for now. But Magda sees the seagull and the seagull is eyeing some of the uh, painted structures that she has recently like put together that are uh, hanging out to dry um, on the deck of her house ship and Magda is like shooing the seagull away and the seagull keeps coming back Um, and I think that uh, she realizes that this is probably a problem over the entire village because seagulls are a menace Uh, so Magda decides to basically make craft something that will create a sound <laughs> that scares off the seagulls. And it works pretty well, except for the fact that sometimes uh, when people are resting, it'll go off and wake people up. So not the best, not the best idea, uh, but people still use it in limited quantities when they're trying to protect something. Okay, I think that I'm going to call that it at the end of the season. We're going to move on into summer. There's a little description here that I really like these, so I'm going to read this to you. The warmer winds of the summer swirl around you, embracing the world so full of life that was nurtured through spring. The sun kisses the earth as barefooted children delight in running through the warm dirt. Uh, it's the warm sand, as I guess we could say. How does Magda prepare the home for the summer? What do you enjoy about the summer? 
What is something you've learned since you've started your journey? Um, well, we can answer these questions, um, though I think Magda, I think Magda has decided to move on. I think that while she's been fascinated by the structure of this Oceanside town, and she is very um, efficient <laughs> and uh, good and, and like productive in her work, and so the people value her there, it's not really the kind of connection that she's looking for. She can't stand all of the seagulls. Uh, so I think that she's gonna move on, but we can still, so we're not gonna worry as much about preparing the home for summer because Magda's going to pack up to leave. But uh, in terms of what does Magda enjoy about the summer, I think, I, th I mean, I think summer is her least favorite actually because the days are longer and her favorite is winter and they're kind of opposites in a way. I, but I think if she were to enjoy anything from the summer, I think that what she would enjoy most would be the joy of other people because uh, a lot of other people really enjoy the summertime and uh, getting to kind of feed off of that energy um, is something that she really can't deny. Um, so what's something that she's learned since she started her journey? I think Magda has learned that that while a place can be home to some people, it doesn't always have to be home to you just because you live there. Um, I think that she's kind of discovered that um, a place can be nice and also not feel right. And I think that is something that she is going to keep with her for sure as she moves on to try to find another home. Um, okay, so... Let's roll a six-sided die here and see where she's going to go next. We got a four. All right. To the mountains, Magda goes. Um, so Magda is going to head to a mountainside village. Um, this actually incredible structure that has created itself um, that is built like against the... Um, I, I'm, I'm just having fun putting villages in really weird and really uh, dangerous scenarios, apparently, because I'm put. I want to put this uh, village right along the uh, cliff side of a mountain, built up on these um, very serious, tall metal rods and elevated in this way, um, truly feats of agricultural talent. I think that's that's a word. That's the way you can say that. Um, and it's truly a, um, a sight to behold. Um, and it's also like these things also hold buildings up and level platforms and staircases that also lead into areas that are carved into the side of the mountain face as well. Um, what is Magda's new house like? I think that this village gave Magda one of the more stable houses. <laughs> Right, I think Magda's new house is a. It's built into it's built into a cave, so it's built into the side of the mountain there, um, built with like uh, these like hardy windows on the outside, um, these like thick glass windows, so that she can look out as well to have like some privacy and also to like see the views. And it's this deep. It's it's pretty deep actually. It's a pretty deep cavern uh, with a couple of different hallways that lead off into like a little uh, hot spring where she can bathe. 
and because sure why not and then also like a little you know sleeping area and working area and it's all just right there and I would say in order to accommodate that <laughs> it's probably a little bit further away from the village than her current place I think that it is um, a bit of a climb probably towards the top of like one of the taller staircases that are built into the village right there. Um, so Magda's going to get a bit of a workout. She does not have a garden um, because, you know, gardening is um, a bit of a sport here, I suppose. And to get to like kind of the flat area where gardening is possible, uh, she will have to climb down the stairs to get that or uh, have them have like fresh produce delivered to her. Uh, something that is unique about her house. Um, let's see. Um. Hmm. It's it's not exactly like it's it's mildly haunted, <laughs> which I can't believe I'm doing this to poor Magda, but she'll be fine. But it's mildly haunted in that like. It's there that she kind of realizes that the mountain is kind of alive because while she like sits and if it's quiet, she can kind of hear the mountain kind of having a conversation with itself in some ways. What is her initial impression of the village? I think her initial impression, I think Magda's initial impression of the village is that it's beautiful. I think that would be one of her first impressions of this incredible structure uh, that these people are maybe a bit quieter but very uh, passionate people um, uh, very connected to their community and the people that they support um, amongst each other um, the first person that Magna meets is probably the person who welcomes her there which would be probably the village head um because they're very organized up there i'm sure they would have to be and um the village leader she is uh someone who has an incredible set of muscles just decided um and she has this kind of yeah like an incredible set of muscles um probably from climbing all the time you know rock climbing is like a thing in the mountains and uh she is someone who um is very kind like kind in a teasing sort of a way okay so this is where she kind of settles in here so let's draw some cards and see how Magda fares in this mountainside village. Got a ten of clubs. Let's see, ten of clubs. Ooh, we perform a ritual. Hell yes. Okay. Let's get into some magic shit. Some witchy shit. What ritual will Magda perform? Magda is going to perform... Um, a ritual of bringing, feeding uh, magical living energy into an inanimate object. But the way she's going to do this ritual is she's going to try to do it into um, uh, <laughs> some of like the stone 
from the mountain itself because I think she's been really interested in the fact that uh, she can hear the mountain kind of talking to itself and she kind of wants to talk to the mountain too. She's chatty, she wants to know. So she uh, is performing this ritual that she usually does to kind of feed into her um, uh, creative, her creations, her structures that she makes and she's trying to feed it into this rock and she performs this ritual um, marked with chalk in a circle and everything starts to kind of chalk and oil yeah chalk and oil and everything starts to kind of glow and uh, heat up as this happens um and i think she performs this ritual and uh i think she does get to talk to the mountain a little bit but it's not like a clear conversation it's not like you know hey how you doing i'm doing great how are you you know i've been here for a while it's been like a hundred years of being a rock i don't think it's like that but i think it's um it's like communicating with a memory yeah whatever that means to you um and whatever that means to me it's like um communicating with something that is mostly communicating through memories and experiences um, through sounds and things and I think it's just a really special time sounds fun all right let's draw another card the nine of hearts you find an item that someone lost sure why not I think that Magda found a Okay, I'm going to say that Magda found a kite. Probably someone was flying it, and then the wind kind of uh, blew up under it and kind of floated it up in a way and up towards where uh, Magda's cavern house is, kind of further away from the village. And she sees it and catches it because she's up there. And it's this kind of a kite that is structured to look like a, um, like a dragon, because why not? Dragons are cool. And she... and. It's this kind of very cool looking paper thing and Magda sees this and she says, oh, this is really cool. You know, I bet I can make it a little bit better. And she kind of starts adding things to it and shaping it and giving it like um, propellers, like little paper propellers that kind of move around and like better control uh, the air that is blowing through things. I really need to look up air physics now, uh, but she kind of makes this and then she descends from her house to the rest of the village to find the kid who had this and does get to meet uh, a little kid who was desperately looking for their kite or really trying to get uh, one of their elders to help them look because they were on the younger side um, and then sees Magda come up with this and it's just so cool so that's that um, okay, this is, uh, being, this is very fun, but I think that I want to move on into autumn because it's taking a bit of time. I could probably spend like two hours doing this, but you know how we do on Gameplay Radio here on Rainy Free Brooklyn and we speed things up. So I think that these are the summer stories and I think that we're going to say that, uh, summer has moved on autumn is moving in here's a little description of that 
The air turns crisp and there's a shift in the world around you as life prepares for the changes on the way. Leaves drift through the air and crops grow ready for harvest. Uh, how does Magda feel about shifting seasons? Real fucking excited because the colder it gets, that means the closer they are to winter and Magda loves it. The, how does Magda enjoy the changes of autumn? She loves it um, because change means uh, more chances for discovery. And how does Magda set up her altar for autumn? That's an interesting question. I think while Magda set up her energy source on her altar when she first moved in, and like that's been kind of a consistent, I don't think she turns it on until the cold starts setting in uh, because it is a signifier that uh, the engines are running even as the world starts to slow down. And that's kind of the setup there. Maybe she has a couple of extra lights hooked up to kind of heat it up a little bit. Um, and I think she's going to stay in this town for now. I think she really, she kind of likes hanging out there and kind of innovating and helping them build. And I think she's going to try to stay. So let's draw some cards and see what we get. The Two of Diamonds. Get injured. Fuck. Okay, uh, so we're getting injured now. I mean, this isn't too surprising, because honestly, Magda, I think she is someone who will really do anything to set something up correctly, and I think she's probably in the process of trying to improve uh, the solar panels in, that are around the village, kind of trying to um, improve their uh, weightiness and everything, and I think she... Um, loses her balance and falls and thankfully she's you know tied to a rigging so she's okay but i mean she doesn't like die <laughs> that would be the end of the show but uh she does uh what does she do how does she injure herself she gets caught in such a way that it like hurts her back so she is actually fairly injured um and has to spend some time basically lying horizontally, uh, which is probably the fucking worst for her. That she, if she can't move, then that means that she can't go and discover things. Um, and I think at that point, as she's having this moment, she's really relying on the care and attention of the village around her. And I think that's going to be really important for her. So nice moment there. Let's draw one more card here. The Six of Clubs. You discover a new ability. Ooh, hell yeah. Okay. Um, you discover a new ability. I think this one is going to be, I kind of, yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Okay. I got a great idea here. So, uh, you know how before Magda was kind of, um, exploring the idea of communicating with the mountain itself. What if she discovers that she actually has ability, an ability to communicate and listen to just nature and the elements in general anything that has like a living memory or a, a living existence at all uh she can sense it she can hear it communicating maybe she doesn't maybe doesn't communicate again in like a ch chatty fashion but she discovers that she has this ability to tap into natural elements in that way and that's going to be really fucking cool for her when she can start talking to metal one day so that's really cool um Again, I really want to keep drawing cards, but I think I'm going to move on to winter. 
and I think at this point, yeah, I think I think Magda's going to stay again because she's really found herself connected to this little town that she, this little village that she has here. They love her inventions. They love the way that she builds here, and she finds herself discovering new things about herself up here. Um, and I think that it's really, I think it's really exciting for her. And it's going to be hard for her to move, um, especially as the winter sets in, which is her favorite season, and she wants to get a lot done. So let's see. In wintertime, uh, there's an occasional bite in the air as the seasons change yet again, autumn giving way as much of the world begins to sleep for the winter. What candles does Magda light in the dark of winter evenings? What drinks keep her warm on a cold night? And what does she enjoy about the winter? She enjoys everything about the winter. We've been over this. <laughs> uh, what candles does she light? Um, I, I mean, I think she lights... Uh, I don't know. I think she lights candles. I'm not sure what the spe specifics of this question are. Um, and maybe I'm not being creative here. I think she lights candles in that are set in very uh, intricate and fun things that try to... Um, pull the heat from the candles into different mechanical devices. That's probably something that she does. What drinks keep her warm on a cold night? You know what? I think this bitch likes um, coffee and Baileys. <laughs> so whatever the equivalent of that you can get in a, a mountain village, I think she's on it. Okay. Uh, let's draw again. We have the Jack of Hearts. Uh, you need help from someone else. Sure. Uh, so I think that Magna needs help from someone else, uh, especially in light of her new kind of powers that she's developing here. Um, and she really, what she does is she asks some of the other uh, villagers, maybe um, a, a a man who has a who kind of leads a lot of expeditions into foraging in the mountainside area, um, and she kind of goes over to this man and asks him for help, kind of connecting with nature in a way that she isn't very com very um, used to connecting with nature. Um, and so she and she wants to use this in order to increase her uh, skills and things. And um, I think that she does that by walking with him and listening to him kind of talk about all of the different like bits of nature and things. And Magda starts to remember some of her training from uh, the witch order that she learned in. She did have to learn some of it. I don't think she paid attention very much at the time, but I think she's learning it more now and I think it's really helping her. Another card. Last one, I think. The Eight of Clubs. Let's see what we got. Someone visits for tea. Oh, that's sweet. Okay, great. So someone visits for tea. I think this is perfect because Magda is an extroverted person. Uh, it is going to be... Who visits for tea? Honestly, I think it's going to be... 
the kid from before with the dragon kite. I think that they and a lot of their friends have been kind of fans of Magda's from afar, but maybe have been a little bit intimidated from seeing her. And I think that uh, they finally go up to say hi and Magda says, hey, come on in, because she, you know, loves seeing people. And uh, she invites these kids into uh, her cave and kind of shows them a lot of the cool inventions that she's working on and asks kind of what they would like to see changed or done anew in the village and in their lives. And Magda takes that to heart and tries really hard to, um, and starts thinking of new inventions along the way and just has a great time kind of getting inspiration and listening to these kids and the lives that they lead, the perspectives that they have. Okay. Well, I think that Magda's year has to come to an end. Let's head off to the ending here and then wrap this up. It's been a whole year since you started your journey. It's time to settle in and make a place your home. Where do you settle? What have you learned? What do you miss? What makes you excited for the future? And have you found what you desired? I think that Magda has. I think that she chooses to settle in this mountain town. Um, I think that she probably surprised herself uh, in the way that she kind of really liked the second place that she moved to. I think that, I mean, I expected Magda to move a lot more, but no, she was actually very happy here. And I think something that she learned over the year um, was that you can find your place, that it can be difficult or it can be easy, but that feeling when you know, you know. And I think Magda learns a lot about trusting herself and her instincts and knowing what's right for her. Um, I think that Magda's really excited about the future of creating and innovating with these people who live on the edge of a mountainside. And I think that she has found some innovation and discovery as well. And I think that this is a very exciting start for Magda and her journey of being a village witch. And I guess that's it. All right. Wow. Well, let's see if I can call Brianna back in here for a bit of a check-in. Brianna. Hi. Hi. I was here the whole time. Oh my God. Always listening, buddy. The whole time. It's like that woman from Monsters, Inc. where she's like, I'm always watching you. <laughs> wow. Well, how did that sound to you then? I think it sounded good. I had a great time. It sounded like you did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, glad you, I'm glad you got to live out your... I was going to say witchy life. You're lurping as a... I don't know. <laughs> my witchy dreams? <laughs> Your witchy, thank you. That's the wording I was going for. Your witchy yeah. dreams. Thank you. I'm very happy to uh, have been able to be a village witch, um, trying to find a home um, and ultimately finding, a, you know, something at the end of the year. Um, just as, you know, everyone who listens to the show is somewhere in their lives at the end of this year. 
Um, maybe it feels like home, maybe it isn't, but I am getting very emotional now. I hope you don't mind. Uh, but, uh-huh. you know, like, I appreciate, I hope that the people listening here found a little bit of a home here. And if they didn't find home here, maybe they found it in the games that we played, if they played them for themselves. And if not, um, you'll find it eventually. No big. Maybe the true friendship was the games we played along the way. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> perfect. Thank you. I I don't have anything else to say. That was perfect. <laughs> what a way to end out 2020, 2020, 2021, a year yeah. that has been a year. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that it, this has been like a really, I mean, I think I said this at the beginning of the hour, but I'll say it again. This has been a really awesome year uh, for gameplay radio. Um, and uh, hopefully with more exciting things to come um so i hope our listeners stay tuned yeah uh but in the meantime thank you so so much for listening to gameplay radio here on radio free brooklyn make sure to follow us at gameplay rfb on twitter and if you're listening on a podcast app why not leave us a review it's the holidays. Do right. it. Do it. Uh, you can also <laughs> follow us individually. I'm at Aaron is a bird. That's E-R-Y-N is a bird on Twitter and at Aaron K. Levine on Instagram. And I'm at cutebookworm10. One zero. Not the word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and take care of yourselves and each other. We'll talk to you next time in 2022. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. <laughs>